Hello and welcome back to KSSB Podcast. Happy New Year. Hope you had a great Christmas break and uh, good New Year. This is our second live podcast session. We've done this once before. And we've got Bucky and Melissa here from Miller's Rustic Sawmill. Hello. Hello. Thank you guys for having us today. Yeah, thanks for coming. We're excited to be here. I'm Melissa and this is my husband, Bucky. Hello. So, uh, go ahead and, do you guys want to go ahead and kind of tell us how you, how you got your start in milling and whatnot? Yeah, go ahead. Sure, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> he's going he's gonna to let me do a lot of the talking today. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bucky had done tree work most of his entire life, about 20 years, probably. From the time, how old were you, Bucky, when you started? I was 17 when I started doing tree work. So he had worked with a tree company and for that tree company, they would take down trees from power lines and different things like that. Um, he got a lot of experience working with the, the company that he worked for and the guy that he worked with. And um, oh, about 2013, he decided he wanted to be closer to home instead of traveling around quite a bit. And uh, so he asked that owner of that company if he could, uh, break out their sawmill that they had just sitting around not being utilized. Yeah, we had a sawmill that we had bought over in Leavenworth Prison back in 2005. They were clearing out a bunch of walking trails, and we bought a brand-new sawmill, went over there, sawed up all the lumber out of those, and just shipped them on shipped them green on uh, flat trucks. And then we had parked it probably in 2007 or eight, and it hadn't been used any, and it was a brand-new mill basically. So we so didn't have a use for it though. Yeah. So he pulled it out and just uh, decided to start cutting, cutting up some logs and learn the whole process of, of that. And that took quite some time before uh, you kind of, I mean, you figured that out. You did a lot of research yourself. So the, the mill that we're talking about, it's this big piece of machinery and it sits inside of a shed and um, it has a, a blade on it that cuts long ways you'd like the size of this table through the logs so it would make you know big slabs of wood and um once we got those done we could turn those into lumber or you know other things so between that and researching how to properly dry the wood um we just we kind of just started rolling with it um in Bucky two, built a kiln yeah in 2004 15 we decided we'd been cutting green lumber and shipping it so we decided to go ahead and put a kiln in and the live edge i guess niche or whatever you want to say was coming into effect at that time and we had some real big logs so we decided to go ahead and slab a bunch of them up and put them in the kiln and start selling live edge slabs for furniture and then in 2000 so that started going pretty good. We started getting a customer base out at the mill. And then in 2017, we ended up buying a little church shop in King City. It was an abandoned church. Uh, started building a little bit of furniture, but it wasn't very big. It's only like a 20 by 30 church. And that started taking off and we got so busy, we were getting booked out three or four months. So then we bought the old grocery store uptown, which was 6,000 square feet. And now we're booked out until May on just custom-built furniture. We're shipped in all over the United States. So it's just kind of been a blessing that 
has worked out and uh, we're starting to revive our little town. We've added five businesses the last year and a half on Main Street. Uh, we have a med clinic moving in next year. We're opening a bar next year. This Just kind of this year. <laughs> well, this year. Yes, I keep saying next year. Yeah, this year. But yeah, we're so that'll be like seven businesses we've added the last year and a half to our little town of 900 people. So uh, now we so we have talked off the air and, uh, you know, all, all, adding all these businesses and that's that's all great. Uh, something else you're starting up this summer is something called uh, Sawdust Fest. You want to hit on that? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> We're excited about Sawdust Fest. So so we had our first one last year. This will be a, that determined if we would have another one and try to make it an annual event. Um, the guys were all sitting around in the shop one evening talking about, uh, you know, different things. And they thought it would be really fun to have something that celebrated the love of wood. And we've we've grown our customer base to a pretty broad area all around the country, actually. And uh, we thought, man, you know, there's a lot of other festivals around the country. Um, what if we did something that was maybe geared towards guys and um, let's hold this event on Father's Day weekend and let's give them something to do with their families. And, and so we set up, um, we connected with seven guest demonstrators who we invited. They're also customers of ours. We asked them to come set up in our little town right in front of our business and inside of our business and um, show their skills. So we had a, a chainsaw artist who was outside carving with a chainsaw. Uh, we had a pottery maker who was firing pottery outside of our business. We had a knife maker who was doing um, some blacksmithing outside of our business and then inside we had a luthier which is an instrument maker and he uses our wood to make instruments um we had a wood burner who was burning on uh, some wood and we had a scroll saw guy who was using his scroll saw and then um, we had a painter an artist who was painting so and it, it was just really really cool all of these all of these people, these makers use our wood in, in their business. And so we invited them to come spend the day at Sawdust Fest. And um, we were also kicking off our first ever belt sander race. So we had these belt sanders that we decided, uh, we, we ran across the, the fact that you could race belt sanders. So we built a track and we hosted our very first belt sander race, um, Sawdust Fest of 2022. And um, we had a beard contest that day. We had, um, had some games set up that the school kids that were used like log, log throwing and um, log rolling it was it was a fun fun little area to go do some games uh and then we had probably i think our turnout was over 500 plus people that came through just our little tiny main street that day and um shopped and watched the demonstrators and uh just hung out for sawdust fest so that is super cool it was really cool it really is it was really cool so we're excited to do that again this year and it's going to happen on um I think the date's June 17th for Father's Day weekend, and that is a Saturday. So um, I know, Jimmy, you want to come up there so bad. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about that. Yeah. And Sunday, they have a big car show. The reason we picked Father's Day weekend, not only to cater to the dads, because the dads really 
you really can't think of a festival a dad wants to go to, you know. But mm -hmm. other than that, there's a town 12 miles away that has an enormous car show on Sunday, and they've done it for several years. Yeah, so, like, so people coming kid. out of town, <laughs> yeah, people coming out of town can come in and go to our event on Saturday and then have the car show on Sunday and just make, kind of make a weekend of it. That'll be a good time. Yep. All right. What else you want to talk about, Jimmy? Hmm. Uh, so uh, what got you guys into? Uh, let's we're gonna shift gears here. Let's get into the Make Forty Eight stuff. What got what got you guys into Make Forty Eight? What's the story? Oh man, I have to tell this story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because uh, it's a good one, and um, actually, our business is what is how we connected with Make Forty Eight. Uh, we had um, a supply of walnut wood that uh so many years ago when make 48 was in a uh one of the warehouses located in north kansas city they were just kind of getting their start too um there was a guy that shared that space with make 48 and he owned a company called groove washer which is a record uh record cleaning kits maker he, he makes these record cleaning kits and at that time he was using the walnut to create handles for the kits he was making to sell and um he came up and ended up getting some walnut from us and bucky and i drove down here in the lumber truck i think it was one of our very first deliveries in the lumber truck yeah we brought it down um, and unloaded it into this warehouse and this gentleman his name is stephen chase he was actually here on, on site for the competition, um, he he came, you know, and showed us the space of the Make 48, and he was telling us what happened in there and what the goals were, what they were doing, and he was like, you know, you should meet my friends, you know, Tom and Amy Gray, you would really like them, and you know, we went and had dinner that night with with him, and then I think it was probably maybe that next year. Yeah, it was right after the first season. We got a phone call from. Um, you know, I don't remember if Stephen called us first or something, but he was trying to find some wood for one of the Make 48 um, prototypes that had won one of the competitions. And it was it was a chopping block and they were needing some help with some prototyping. And uh, so we, you know, set up a date for the CEO of Make 48 to come up to our sawmill business. And um, I happened to be working some other jobs, you know, another job at that time too. So I was not around. And this was back when we had kind of first started our, our supply too. So, yeah. um, you know, Bucky, my husband, who is a jokester was at the sawmill that day. And I knew that this CEO was coming to, we had um, never met him. No, we'd never met them, but I was, I was nervous because my husband was going to meet the CEO of this company at our sawmill and our sawmill for anyone that's never been there or been to a sawmill is, you know, at this time it was not on our property, but it was in a, it's in a big 40 by 60, you know, metal building, um, 
it's cold it's sometimes windy it's sawdusty there's all this dust everywhere it's pretty it's not pristine like walking into a corporate business <laughs> it is it is all outside rural out in the country and uh so not only you know as i like oh man we've got to clean this place up the ceo guy is coming and we've also got to you know just make sure that we're on our best behavior <laughs> <laughs> um, you know i'm good at that right jimmy yeah so <laughs> so that was tom so tom came pulling into the sawmill that day um in a and he had one of his friends with him from new zealand and got out and uh he had went and bought sheep you know tom is a sheep farmer so he had he had actually picked up some sheep that day and here they come pulling into the sawmill and bucky goes out to meet them and they they just hit it off like you know, Bucky had no clue he was the CEO whenever he got out of his truck. He was dressed in his boots and jeans and, yeah. you know, they, and I didn't hear from my husband for like hours. <laughs> so I was, I was trying to get a hold of him because I was wondering what the heck was happening, how things were going. And, uh, and Tom are having fun. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I was really nervous. I was like, oh man, what just happened? <laughs> Uh, it actually was the beginning of a beautiful friendship and a great, uh, you know, way to partner uh, with them on uh, some things that we never would have expected to happen. Yeah, it really, I'm sure it helped grow, you know, both businesses too, you know, you have them growing because, you know, prototypes and you growing because, you know, exposure to make 48. So, I, you know, it works really well both ways anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's been a, it's been a great um, benefit for us as a business as well. And, you know, we've got to experience their competitions. We've got to supply wood to um, several different, uh, you know, projects through them as well. So we've, yeah, it's, it's been fantastic. Thank I think, you, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. You're <laughs> welcome. You. <laughs> I was there and I took advantage for sure. Yeah. That's about yeah. all I could say, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. When you own a business, you never turn down any opportunity to meet somebody else because you never know where it's going to lead. And we've Absolutely. been very fortunate. Uh, people we've met, that's kind of the reason our our business has kind of thrived and survived through the last couple of years of COVID and everything. Yeah. And and it's just it's been really fortunate. Yeah, so that's the way a lot of businesses are. You know, I mean, it's 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 crazy to think that some really good ideas in the you know business world have gone down just because they haven't had enough like marketing or like exposure to people mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's mm -hmm. a whole topic we can go on but like it's a whole thing where like a lot of great ideas didn't get a chance to catch on because they didn't have the you know people and that's the difference yeah. Yeah. yeah, it yeah, is. It does make a big difference. That's that's something that we take a lot of pride in in our business is, um, you know, there's very few things that we we ship online because wood is heavy. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's not and a lot of things that we build or or that come out of our shop. We would not necessarily even trust, um, you know, someone else to ship across the country. So they're, you know, the, the end product sometimes of the things that we build with the, the pieces of wood in our shop um, is, you know, they're just custom made and and one of a kind and you can't really rebuild it if something happens to it. So we take a lot of pride in having people come to our town to meet us and into our business to visit with us um, just to see what we're about and see what we we are able to create for them. 
Super cool. Yeah. So when you guys are shipping stuff, do you physically drive it down there? Or to the people, depending on where it is? We have delivered a lot of stuff, actually. Uh, we delivered a slab clear to Texas one time and uh, met with the builder down there and finished the table and then delivered it to the customer. Um, we have a bar going to North Carolina right now that we're building. He is going to come back, drive back, and we're going to load it in a truck, and he's going to take it home. But uh, we've shipped very little stuff through another company. Most of our customers, we have a table in North Dakota that the people came down, mm -hmm. picked up the lumber, went home, and then came back down and picked up the table whenever it was done. So just stuff like that means a lot to us whenever you can look somebody in the eye and see that they're happy with it. You're not sending it on a truck and just taking their word for it over the phone. Mm -hmm. You get to you get get the hands on with them. So yeah. that's what really means a lot to us is the personal part of it. That's a great way to grow business too. Yeah, it is. And just because you're going to meet people, you know, you know who your customers are. Um, that's been the funnest and most eye-opening to me. Melissa does a lot of Facebook stuff. And really, besides Facebook, we haven't advertised anywhere else. It's all been word of mouth, basically. Yeah. And uh, that's the great part of it. So Indeed. All right. So, uh, Bucky, question for, for you. Okay. What was it? What were, so, I don't well. When Tom brought the idea of me coming out and cutting with you, were you nervous at all of like, oh my God, this kid's blind and he's going to come out here and cut? Actually, I wasn't. I took it as a challenge. Um, and then, like I said, whenever I got to know you guys and getting comfortable around, you know, <clears throat> what, what your guys' capabilities are, uh, you can ask Melissa. I'm probably my worst own, own enemy because... I take a challenge and I don't, I just run with it. I don't get nervous, nervous really. Mm -hmm. So I enjoyed doing that with you guys. Um, that would have been a lot. I'm, I didn't know you were doing that. Otherwise I would have totally showed up. That sounds like far too much fun. Yeah. It was a good time. <laughs> that's cool. and, and if you explain stuff and just take your time, that's just even, you know, with you guys being visually impaired, even somebody that can see it's a dangerous piece of equipment, but oh, yeah taking your time to learn what it's going to do and things like that. That's why we went over the whole machine. Um, I just felt confident you could do it. Yeah. So I wasn't really worried about it. No, Melissa, how did you feel about it? Were you nervous at all? Were you, you know, you, <laughs> yes. here we go. I was, I'm always nervous. I am just wired that way. And Bucky is the complete opposite. So I worry enough for both of us, I guess. <laughs> but I, I, you know what? I did trust him. I knew that, I knew you were in good hands and, and I would not, I mean, he's, he would never do anything, you know, that would be dangerous or anything like that. So I knew, you know, I knew I just might not be able to watch. I kind of <laughs> enjoy making her nervous every once in a while too. I'll tell you about one meeting we had real quick. We had a meeting with a company and they were like, yeah, if these go to market, I think we can sell like 500 of these. Would that be a problem to make? I'm like, no, you know, not a big deal. And we walk out of that meeting 20 minutes later and I get smacked in the arm what are you doing? We, how are we going to make 500 of those? And I'm like, we'll figure it out. It's okay. Yep. <laughs> we would have, we would have made it happen somehow. Did it happen? No, it didn't happen. Oh, no. man. That would be fun. That would have been a fun follow-up story. Not so so that kind of makes me right. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, we, we sure. made it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Yeah. She was a little nervous on that. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I hear you've been stalking our page and got some questions for us. <laughs> yeah, we have some people uh, in the uh, in the back. Want somebody want to come and ask okay. a question? So a question I have: What inspired you to start your business? Well, actually, uh, I was the one inspired by just wanting to work at home. I had uh, three really young kids at the time, and one that was a teenager, but. I was a single dad wanting to be home more with them and I'd also seen all these logs for 25 years I worked for the same company. We had thrown tree after tree in a ditch and wasted it and I was like man there's got to be some good use for that. So we decided hey there's a sawmill sitting there let's do it and it worked. So, Kind of spur awesome. of the moment. Do you still have the original <laughs> machine? Yes, we do. We're still running it every day. <laughs> what cool. machine do you use? We use a Woodmiser. Uh, it's a, the biggest portable. It's an LT70. It'll cut a 36-inch log by seven or by 20 feet long. Um, just it's a blade blade machine, all computerized. We've had a lot of problems over the years with the electronics on it, but being outside all the time and cutting sawdust, it's kind of meant to be i guess that makes but, sense i mean it's yeah it's crazy how though they put computer you know components inside of uh machines like that and don't expect problems that's the thing is they i don't know i feel like there should be a lot more fail safe types stuff going on there to minimize those issues but, yeah, okay. yeah that's just my opinion as a you know up and coming kind of technology person is like we need more fail safes like this shouldn't just fail so often yeah but it makes sense and it too yeah and we ended up on our farm we built a 40 by 120 foot building that we ended up putting it inside and that's mm -hmm. helped a lot Oof. so just to keep it keep it indoors oh, word. <laughs> yeah it's a big building yeah does your business require any use of technology so I can answer that because I use technology all the time. I'm I'm on the computer a lot um, as far as marketing. I, I do marketing on the uh, social medias. So I'm editing, I'm um, filming, I'm recording, uh, you know, photos, different different things. I'm I'm on the computer and on my phone a lot. So definitely we use technology um, as far as the phones and computers. There's also technology in our machines as far as the sawmill business. So an old an old time sawmill, you would have had to uh, manually, I think, push the saw blade through a log. So if you can imagine a, a tree on its side after it's cut down, you've got the log and this saw blade is going is, you know, operating fast enough to run through and cut this this into this tree. Um, the technology we use at the sawmill is you stand at a machine and it's got controls and it controls the entire part of the saw blade and all of that. So there's less danger as well. Oh yeah. So it'll scan, it'll scan and know when it's time to move forward and stuff. How old are these machines? How old are they? Yeah. Um, 2005. A 2005 model yeah. is our sawmill. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so then we also have this other machine and it's called an edger. And a lot of times people want to know how boards are made, like the, the wood that you go to the lum, you know, lumber yard and you get these nice straight boards. The, the boards that we cut um, on our sawmill 
have to go through another machine that rips the whole edges off of the board in order for it to come out straight. And it'll make different sizes. That's, that's interesting. It is very interesting. So, so on that machine, we're able to set the size of the board that we want. And then after, you know, so you, you take the, the piece of wood off of the sawmill log and you turn around and put it onto the edger and you push it through um, this machine. And as it goes through the machine, it just rips right down the side of it and makes a nice straight edge. So it's taking all of that rough um, bark. If there's bark on it, it's taking all of that off of there to make a, a straight board. Cool. So there's technology in, in all, yeah. probably most of our machines. Yeah, we use a lot of, of saws that have uh, technology in those two, but um, probably the most important, I would say technology would be the, the technology of our sawmill yeah. and the capability to stand back away from any of the dangerous stuff and run that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, thank you for asking. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, Miss Lydia, I got a question for you. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> what you got? So, uh, as as the uh, as far as running the whole makerspace and all that, when when they said, "Hey, let's 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 go cut," were you nervous letting us let me go out there and cut and whatnot? Or you know, what were your thoughts? I wasn't the one overseeing the cutting. So I wasn't nervous necessarily, but um, today is Thursday, January 19th, and the Make 48 KSSB sizzle reel was just released today um, that is like a sneak peek into Make 48. And there is a part in there, Jimmy, where somebody's asking you if you've ever used, I think it's a miter saw before or something. <laughs> oh. And you're like, yeah, I've used it. And then oh. there's a shot of you just like so slowly, like you do this every day, shooting that <laughs> piece of wood through the saw. Um, so knowing you know, I wasn't scared. I mean, there was a lot of good, good experts around, I mean, one question our group did have is if you anyone's ever injured themselves in the work that you guys do but no i wasn't i wasn't nervous about you jimmy not necessarily other than being a ham running a lot of power tools <laughs> let's go <laughs> i do have a question though or a question from our group um i don't know if you guys covered this or not but on your website, it talks a lot about live edge wood and kiln dried wood. And I don't know if you guys have answered that or not, but what no, is, what is that? We have not. What is that? <laughs> and what makes it special? Okay, well, I'll I'll explain I'll explain this um, maybe the best I can, and then I'll let Bucky explain um, live edge wood. Um, so if you were to go out into your yard and chop down a tree like or if you had a tree on your farm that came down and um, you could get a big log out of that let's just say a log like the size of this table that we're sitting at maybe um, and it would be you know it would be brought into our sawmill and um so what live edge means it means instead of it going through the that edging machine i told you makes the boards we leave the natural part of the tree intact so as the um, as the saw blade cuts through that log, it will we can set it to make let's just say um, 
for the sake of description about the thickness of this table, we can cut through that log and the blade will run the length of that whole log, come back, drop down and keep just slicing that log into slices, big long slices, if you can imagine. And um, live edge means that we are leaving the, the whole log intact. So the log, if we were to lift that off of our sawmill, it would still look like the log, but it would have all of these slices now through it. And um, it, we would leave the natural part of the outer part of it all intact instead of running it through the edger to make straight boards out of it. And um, from there, it goes into um, air drying. And so the reason, you know, we educate probably probably 80% of our business is educating people on wood and the process of drying it and why that's important. So if we were to go out here in the KSSB yard and cut down a tree, Ooh. let's just say. Mr. Ooh. Harding would love that. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. No, let's no. go. Jimmy did it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Bucky helped. Um, he would not love it at all. So, I would though. So some, sometimes whenever you take a chainsaw to, to a tree, um, there's water in it. Why would why would you think that there's water in it? You guys you guys are smart. What do you why would there be water in that tree? Because it's outside and moisture and yeah. Yeah, and it's, a, it's living, right? It yeah, is. yeah. So so it's got water inside of it. And sometimes whenever you cut into those trees with a chainsaw, the water will start spraying out on you, <laughs> and your pants will be soaked. Bucky knows this. He's oh, done yeah. it. So um so those those logs with all of that water in them cannot be made into furniture they cannot be used like we couldn't go out here and just start cutting those pieces up and think that that water is going to all come out of it because it's not it's got to be um, properly dried so at the sawmill what happens is those logs come in and they um they get sliced well once that they're sliced a lot of the water will come out of them um but then they've got to go and either sit in the air and air dry for a little while or they've got to go into our kiln and our kiln looks like a small garage if you can imagine that in your heads it's a small area um like you could fit a car inside or a couple cars inside of it and um we have to stack all of the wood that we sell all of those we call them live edge slabs because we're not turning them into lumber um we stack them all in and then um, we Put close in so they're spaced out so that they're, they're stacked not directly on top of each other. They're stacked with something in between. And then um, we, shut, we shut the kiln all up, all of the doors get sealed. Um, and then we turn on um, a system that we have that Bucky has also put together. Um, it's um, got fans and it cooks this wood basically it's going to cook it for like a month or more sometimes about a month per inch so so if we have one inch slabs in there they're going to take a month to get all of the water out of them and and get them dried uh if we've got a two inch piece it's going to take probably two months so that's like at constant power for a month yes yeah, it runs no, 125 on. degrees oh, okay. in there, plus the three fans circulate air, and then it has a dehumidifier that's pulling moisture out. Yep. Okay. And that dehumidifier will pull 
five gallon of water a day out of that kiln for about 15 days and then it drops down to about three gallon a day for the next week and then it'll pull about a gallon out for the last week that it's in there okay. so it's about 90 gallons of a cycle is what it, or a month it'll pull out of those that lumber so the lumber has a lot of wood in it, or a lot of water in it <laughs> yeah clearly yeah. yeah yeah and a lot of times people don't don't have any idea um you know they'll come in and and we explain why that's important to have you know if you're going to build a table or you're going to use this wood in your home why it is really important because if you were to go out here like i said and we were to cut down a tree and run our sawmill through it and bring it back to you tomorrow and say here you go go do something with this wood it would be, um, you know, six months from now, it would look like a, a, and feel like a piece of elbow macaroni. It would be all cracked. It would um, break yeah. apart because the water is going to come out of it, no matter yeah. no matter what you do. Yeah, the kiln wastes about 20% of what we put in it. So say we put a thousand board feet in and we only get about 800 board feet out of it because a lot of it splits and cracks and breaks and that's what it would do in your home. So the kiln when it's done, how we know it's done, we have probes that go in the wood and we bring it below 8% moisture. And what that does is, if you think of a cell, it collapses the cells below 8% moisture and they can't hold water anymore. So you're basically killing the cells in the wood. And then if you get the wood wet, it won't hold the water. But if you only bring it down to like 15% and you put water on that wood, it'll suck that water into the wood. So you have to bring it below 8% to kill the cells. I see. It, it is. It really is, yeah. There's and a lot more to it, really. The, the kiln also <laughs> kills any living organisms or any molds that might be in the wood, too. Yeah, so um, that's also important. I feel bad for any bug going through that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a question. Mm -hmm. So how can you tell if the... if if the dead cells are killed. We have a moisture tester and the guys get mad at me, but we test every board that comes out of the kiln mm. because usually you'll find one spot where the air didn't circulate good and it'll be wet still. But we make sure our moisture tester runs below 8% on the entire board before we take it out of the kiln. I don't know why they get mad at you. <laughs> because it's a, because well, it's a lot of repetitive. It's a stuff. lot of work. Yeah. So yeah. picturing that 20 foot by 15 foot, 10 foot tall buildings stacked full of wood. You're oh. pulling them out one at a time. Huh. And the guys want to pull the skid steer in and pick it up and move it. Well, we can't. <laughs> we just, we, I make them pull out each board one at a time. We test it. And then we put it on the pile. And if it's still green, we put it in another pile and then it goes back in the kiln again. So, yeah, because you want to make sure it's safe before you give it to your customers. Yeah, I want That's to make right. sure. Exactly. It's, it's just product control, kind of. How long does it take to do to uh, run one load with checking every single board? Oh, we can unload the kiln in about a day. We've got, that's three guys working nonstop. But it takes about two days to load it back up. But a kiln cycle on average is uh, about, about four weeks. Four to five weeks. Yeah, four to, usually about four to six is what we, we average. Yeah. Four to six weeks. That, and so, you know, sometimes people will uh, call us and they're looking for a specific piece of wood. A lot of our customers make um, tables. Um, 
we're currently making some mantles that are going to go in some new homes. We're doing some stair trim for railings um, and handrails and posts. Um, we've got a table that we're getting ready to build for a customer where yeah we've got some white oak in our shop right now that it's going to get we have a machine called a shaper machine and it will put a tongue and groove edge on the wood so that the floor will all connect together whenever the guy installs it and that's a pretty special job oh yeah it was well it these these logs the lady brought these logs off of their century farm it's a hundred year old farm that's been in the family that long. Oof. And uh, they brought the logs to us. We cut them last year, dried them, and now we're making a floor for their house that they're redoing on that farm. So it's pretty neat. That's very neat. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get to be a part of some really special projects like yeah. that. We had a, a customer um, two years ago bring us um, logs off of his family farm and we processed those and by processing those it means we've cut we cut them and then they went through the kiln and um then the next year i guess it was last year in 2022 he came in and built um furniture for all of his kids out of out of the wood off of his family farm so super cool that was really really neat yeah Yeah. (laughs) pretty cool Oh, one other thing I just, I got to point it out that they built a table for a country singer. Do you want to hit on that? Sure. You, or do you want to, Jimmy? <laughs> yeah, you seem very excited oh, about you, that. You, well, uh, so they built this table for Granger Smith and his family in honor of their son. And it, it was a whole thing. And they like, I think they built like benches and it was a, it was a really cool thing. And, yeah, it was a very cool experience. Um, what happened to the son? Uh, their son tragically drowned and um, they started a foundation for him and um, we actually uh, during I was right at the end of um, I guess 2020 2020 yeah at the end of that year I think we went down to Texas and did a um, a build down there with a another uh well, she's a YouTube maker, April Wilkerson, and um, Brandy Obey, and uh, it was all filmed by with Go Make the Make Forty Eight. Um, they were doing maker challenges that year, so we connected with Granger Smith and Amber. I connected with Amber, and um, we decided we would build a, a table for them um, in honor of their son and uh it was really really special so yeah we took a huge slab of tulip wood from our mill down there and we spent the 48 hours over the weekend um creating it and amber came um we put some scriptures that were uh it, we put it on the cnc machine the big slab and it had some scripture inscribed in it and um when we got done we delivered it on the way home tom and gucky and i stopped and, and we delivered it to their at that time, they hadn't built their new home yet, so it went into storage. Um, but then the next summer, Amber wanted to know if we could make them a bench for it, and um, so we we busted that out in a matter of about three days. Three days, <laughs> wow! <laughs> because Granger was touring here in Missouri, and so we were we managed to get it done in time to get it to him um, up in Trenton, Missouri. 
Uh, so we took it over there, got to watch the concert backstage, and they got to, you know, he took it with him home on his tour bus. So, super cool. Yeah, yeah, they're just super awesome, super awesome cool. people. We we adore Amber, and they they are doing some amazing things themselves. I know Jimmy's a big Yee Yee fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it appears we're approaching the last fi- the final minutes of our little episode here. So, you know, do we have any final, you know, questions and thoughts and things? Yes, I have a question. Mm-hmm. So have you guys talked about the slab sales that you do every Saturday each month? No. So that's a good question. We, um, whenever we were out in the country, we used to operate at a small, smaller, you know, space. But once we moved into town, um, when we that out in the country is kind of one of the ways we grew our business also was by doing these pop up random slab sale Saturdays and we called them slab sales because we were trying to get people to come by our live edge slabs of wood and um, we would never know when we were holding those so once we moved into town, um, you know, the other thing that drives our business um, is uh the connection in our community and trying to also bring more into our town for for people to do while they're there and we're talking like a little main street that doesn't you know didn't have much on it so once we moved into town we thought we could maybe kind of um give our customers some expectations to know when we would be open on every a certain saturday of the month so we do um a slab sale on every third Saturday of the month. We're not open on every Saturday. We're only now open one Saturday a month and then we're open through the week. But a lot of people are working through the week. So they're not able to make it up there, you know, in the nine to five business hours. So we are open on the third Saturday. And since um, we helped our friends, we twisted their arms into opening a coffee shop. So there's a coffee shop across the street from us. Oh, that's great. <laughs> there's, oh, yeah. yeah. So there's um, there's also a Missouri um, wine and whiskey and alcohol shop um, that opened as well. And he, he goes around um, all over and sources different, you know, alcohols from around the state. And so he'll be open on the third Saturday. Um, we started our belt sander races happening April through October on the third Saturday. And um, we are, like Bucky said earlier, we're trying to get, um, a, there's going to be a, a small bar um, open on the third Saturday. Um, and then there's a pottery studio we just found out about that's moving into town and they are hoping to open this spring. Uh, aside from that, there's just, we try to make our third Saturday is an event now. So we try to do fun things. Um, as soon as the weather warms up, um, we'll put some things together, but, uh, it's just a very family oriented actual, you know, little main street to come shop and, um, our slab sale Saturdays are, uh, they've, they've come a long way from where they were. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're usually very busy. Yeah. Indeed. We have all the guys come work them out. Yeah, I bet. All right, is there any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, uh, you said you guys are start, starting a bar. Maybe I come play and bring Pat with me to do some audio production stuff. That sounds kind of fun, actually. Hey, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. 
Actually, Love. there's a big lot that's empty right next to it. And we were wanting to have some bands like on the weekends out there mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. So and cool. sort of something to do. Yeah. Yeah, you and Mackenzie could jam it out, and Patrick can help. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd do that. Patrick's <laughs> up right in front of the house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for having us yeah. down here. Heck yeah, yeah, I'm, su- I'm super glad this could happen. Yeah, and the equipment finally started like working in my favor. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> funny little story is everything just decided it would not work. The recording software wasn't logging in the internet wasn't connected the everything was just broken so i'm <laughs> but patrick got it going i did yeah yeah all right well i'm gonna end this podcast thank you guys so much if you want to follow us on social media we are at kssb podcast on uh instagram and or twitter and also telegram we have one of those channel thingies that we post updates to so you can follow us there if you want to email us you know you can definitely email us feedback or anything else you can send email to kssbpodcast at kssdb.org so uh, again thank you everyone for showing up and, wait yeah and what uh and so where can we follow you guys at do you guys have a website have facebook yes you can follow us at miller's rustic sawmill on facebook instagram and that's also our website millersrusticsawmill.com we try to make it easy thank you you're welcome thanks for having us thank you